With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Rogue Wave podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it, presented by Rogue Matter. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture with the rogues who create it every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Rogue Matter Podcasts. The podcast is then available on all major podcasting apps following the live stream. You can go to RogueWavePodcast.com. That's Wave without an E to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Join the movement. Go Rogue. Rogue Matter com. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How you doing, sir? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy post-Snyder Cut Wednesday. Now, look, I got to tell you, I mean, I've been talking enough for weeks. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to be great. You can go back to the tape. You can say it was, you know, you can go and look at all the old footage. Oh, oh man. We, we were going to come this. here and, as it's usual... Down. My uh, my lead up start. to it was essentially right. Actually, wait, I, I, I know. Obviously, that was obviously it's a joke. And I mm. obviously do it to, to make to make you to make you laugh because mm-hmm. I like making you laugh. Mm. My Deadpool streak is 100 oh. percent solid. OK, well, yeah, you know what? I'll give you your Deadpool streak. You can you can have For anybody Deadpool. who doesn't realize when we were doing this uh, as a as a different podcast many, many years ago, different title podcast, Secrets of the Sire. <laughs> Hundreds of years ago. The second episode, I said Deadpool was going to tank because I truly believed that it was <laughs> a movie that uh-huh. I didn't say it was going to be bad, but I did say mm-hmm. I thought it was going to tank. I really did Good. because I thought it was going to be too close to the comic book version. I did not think that Deadpool as a character would translate to, to screen correctly. Good man. Right? Good man. That Those deductive uh, skills. Hard at work, man. That education. I well was incorrect. It. <laughs> a little bit. I, I was not factually accurate. I mean, who needs facts though, right? I was no, not factually accurate no, with, that, with my prediction. Facts are pointless. Facts are just, I mean, you know what? It makes for an easier show. Maybe not a yes. better show, but it makes for a way easier show when you just give up on facts altogether. What just, was, um, there was another, facts. there was another show. Uh, sorry, there was another film that I genuinely believed was not going to do well and it did. But that's but oh, those man, are the rules. So even, that is my dead. I mean, you're streak. so you're wrong so often. Like it's hard. <laughs> I mean, for usually, never. It actually, that's yep. I mean, if you really go back to the tape, it, it's never wrong. <laughs> Let's go back, um, to the, and you know, no one's going back to that tape. So that's, that's their problem. <laughs> 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 that's not my problem. 
Um, that's fair. That's very here, fair. Uh, there was one other movie, but but the idea of the Deadpool streak is that I have to genuinely believe something is going to go one way in my prediction, mm. only to see it another way. Now, here's the thing, too. Snyder Cut, it's not as if it's universally loved either. Um, however, me personally. It's, it's broadly loved. It had like when yes. I checked on it. Now, I know I know it's probably been bombed since then, and I don't mean that in a derogatory no, I, no, way. I, but I mean, for I the mean, most part, it had 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. No, I score think. Of 90. I think I think overall the consensus is thumbs up to it. Um, But most importantly, my viewing experience, I was like, wow, this is great. (laughs) Like, I really that's that's the thing. This is this is what I'm talking about. uh, uh, What I mentioned um, before. All I had to be was a solid watch. Yes. You know, that's the that's the thing. People keep effing up in this in these, you know, in these weird spaces that we have on the Internet where it's like, look, the bottom line is. The movie maybe all all movies are flawed. So sure. like the the caveat, it had its problems, but it was really of course it did. Everything has its problems. I don't yep. I don't I have movies that I think are God sent and they still have narrative issues. They still yep. have weird quirks. There's still you know, there's still boom mics in 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 picture mm-hmm. or you know you, you can see the cameraman like like in the mirror of something like it. it's always something if you look hard enough you can find a problem with it. So that's a, yeah. that's a BS critique, right? Oh, Second, uh, secondly, trust me. I have my, I have my little um, nitpicky of things course. like, like in this movie, like why did, and spoilers, if you haven't seen it by now, um, you know, why did, why does dark side not remember that earth was where he got defeated? If he's conquered yeah, yeah. tens of thousands of things. I mean, if you do something tens of thousands of times, you're going to face, you know, yeah, but I think it's like when you get when you get food like we, we, we talked about this offline, like if you go to if you if you scoured fast food restaurants across the uh, I'm using my Pat Chan reference here. If you have gone to fast food restaurants everywhere across the world and you throw up at one of them, you're going to remember, like, I'm not going to go back to that one. That's the one I'm going to avoid. You're not adding 5000 years in between the time you throw up and the time you're going back to, to try I mean, to remember and tell which, you, if he doesn't I've, remember that I've, it was earth that was defeat that defeated him that's that that's the part I, I i don't know if that's clear or not i guess he just didn't realize that his anti-life code was written there maybe like maybe I, there was just like i said it's okay, a nitpicky it's I, nitpicky. I, don't, I don't even care yeah it's it's, it's nitpicky it's it was the only time throughout the throughout the 17 hour experience that i thought to myself hmm you know i'm not sure i'm not you know because other than that it was clicking like it clicked in every well, single. The point, the, the point I'm trying to make is that um, all it has to be is a solid watch. Yes. All you have to do is not regret you sat down to watch it. Yes. That's all it's required to do. It's not, we put all this other crap on it. It's not required to set up other movies. Yes. It's not required to, to be as good as, you know, as Avengers or something else like that. Of course, we're going to make those comparisons and your, your mileage is going to vary depending on who you talk to anyway. Right. right. So all it has to do is make a majority of the people happy that they sat down to watch yes. it. And 90% of the time, the best way to do that is to give a damn about what you're doing. Right. You know, regardless of what's in the story or what message you're sending, just let's right. just have a care of like how you finish the product. And now, most what- people will be able to sit down and go, look, I don't know if this is a good movie or not, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. You know, well, let me ask a you a time. question, because this is this is something and I'll answer the question first. Um, it 
only works for me in the sense that they they kind of did it as a streaming miniseries, right? Like they did the six parts. I know you can watch it all one in one shot. I didn't. I watched it in two, and I'll call two and a half as I started watching 15 minutes in, then I, I had to stop because uh, I had to attend uh, to something um, you know, at home. So I was like, oh, light, crap, light I thought light. I had time to watch it. I can't. So after light, the first light. 15 minutes, I watched two solid installments. But it, to me, it felt like watching a season of streaming television and to me that's why it worked right mm. could it work as a four-hour film sure uh does the four hours allow Zack snyder to pace things better to fit a lot of story in better than what he did in batman v superman which felt like way too much movie which is a three-hour movie when you when you put together yes. the, the the his own particular cut and Correct. it works way better because I've watched the two back. Exactly, I know people have said that. Yes, it still doesn't make it a great film, from what I've heard. I haven't watched the the extended three plus hour. Like cut. I said, it doesn't matter if it's a great film; it needs to be a great watch. Yes. You know? No, no, I know. I'm just saying is that. The, it, it, but yes. also, everybody's an expert on what film is. Not, not a lot of people understand what film is, and I and I would dare say we're you and I, and I'll I'll I won't I'll leave you out of it. You can I, I'll dare say that I'm one of the people who don't understand, you know, who don't fully, because I'm not a filmmaker, right. you know, all I understand is how the, whatever film affected me. Right. I and think at the base people, level, people, right. I think at the base level, everyone's like that. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you are, sit there and go, boy, that was a waste of time or boy, that was a lot people of fun. Get confused by, by movies like twilight and these other things. Like, how does this movie, how did this movie, you know, make, you know, X amount at the box office. How did this movie win an Academy award? And the bottom line is it just has to be a good watch. It just has to click with its audience. It doesn't really matter. There's no, there's no set generalized uh, format right. for, you know, there's a generalized format for genre. Yeah. There's not a generalized format for film in, in general. Yeah. So it's, it, it is what it is. All it had to do was make you not regret you watched it. Well, really. that's, my, that's my second question to you, right? Um, besides the format question, did the format lend to it? Was the 2017 movie so god-awful that this couldn't help but be better. Like, like if you could somehow mentally erase the 2017 movie, put yourself back four years ago, and you go to see this in the theaters, A, it wouldn't have been four hours, which is okay because you could have cut out some of the music videos, uh, as friend of the show, Victoria Bennett, has, has uh, texted me numerous times. Like, why are there, why are there small music unless, videos? <laughs> unless you like those things, you know? Unless you like it. But you could have, mm-hmm. you could shave off. I, I think you could make this a three and a half hour movie for the theaters, I would say easily by, by cutting down some of the slow motion and, and things like that. But unless you like that, unless you like it, but I'm no, I'm saying, but I'm saying for the theaters, most likely the studio Maybe. executives would have said, Hey, you got to cut down some of the film. And I think he could have done it without sacrificing anything that he actually put in story-wise. There's a, in this, there's a my possibility. Point. Yeah. There's is a my possibility. point. In that. But anyway, put yourself in the shoes four years ago and you're going to see this in the theaters. Is it, would you have walked away? And obviously, you don't know the answer to this. You can't know the answer to this. But as best as you can, project as best you can to separate. Yeah, was this it. a great movie or a good movie or a good I, watch? I get it. I get it. Um, versus no. just, it was better than what it came. No. Ooh. Because um, at the time, the point was that the DCEU is not as good as the MCU. Mm. And under that, the, under that level of scrutiny... No matter what they did. And, it, you know, basically those, that movie is so both those movies, both Batman yeah. v Superman and um, Justice Man League. Of, okay. Man of Steel is kind of a traditional 
its own traditional movie. Yes. Before they started, before everybody before started DC realized, like, hey, we could do what the what Marvel's doing. Yeah. Now. Before they started yeah. tinkering with it and trying to trying to make it into like this yeah. big broad shared universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Man of Steel would have been fine, and then a Batman movie, and then another Man of Steel movie, and then maybe a Green Lantern movie, and a, a, a you know, and yeah. then make Justice League at the end, right? Then yeah. Justice League wouldn't have had to take two and a half hours. To set up a, right. a cyborg and all this, right. because Avengers didn't have to do that. Avengers exactly. was able to go two hours worth of full story, full Correct. adventure. So, of course, if you're not gonna, if you're not willing to, to make the steps to take the to take the time to build your world, right. you're not gonna be able to play in your world, you know, all that much after right. you know after the fact. So, no, I don't think. I think that this vision, um, I think Snyder's vision is is singular. It's a singular vision. I think it's more of a fantasy story than it is a uh, a superhero comic book story. You know, I think it's more right. about you know, I think it's a, a it's a it's a clubhouse of gods versus a team of superheroes. You know, that's that's kind of what the DC movies are about, right? And um, yeah, and it's you know, it's a lot more. Earth- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shattering. Because... It, it clearly shows what the stakes are. It's more like Guardians of the Galaxy where you realize if Ronin, you know, lowers his staff, yeah. he'll destroy the, impl- the entire planet of, uh, you know, of Xandar, right? Yeah. Um, if the mother boxes are put together, it's going to just destroy Earth. Like, it's just, you know, we understand the stakes, right? Yes. We're, with, uh, with Avengers, it's like a, a hole opens in the sky, a whole bunch of aliens come in, and then, you know, it's going to be really hard to fight these guys. But The story not- is more about the Avengers. How are the Avengers going exactly. to overcome their own personal issues yeah, with so each it's other not, it's in not- order to rise up? Right, gods clashing with gods. It's right. it's, it's man clashing with man, or you exactly, know, or, yeah. or, or superhuman. Right, so it's a very those those that vision is very different. At the time, it would have depended on whether we were open to the vision. Yeah. Now, in the in the aftermath, it, you know, at the, after all, and, and, missed, and don't forget, missed, we were we were had the aftertaste of Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, which were both. In Some the part. aftermath, we've yeah. in the aftermath we've had the 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 distaste of so many other DC movies, yeah, and the the long dominance of the MCU movies to the point where people are now starting to chafe against the format of some of those movies where yeah. people are just open to a different kind of movie, right? Yeah. And so these this movie slips right in, but it would have taken it would have taken all this to be. Well received. Also, we just had the, we just had a year and a half of like the worst time that most of us who are alive. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? I know, I know. This is what I was saying before when the, when the movie's coming out. I'm like, you guys don't get it. It's going to be well received because people. This is a full on extravaganza. Yeah, it's going to be delivered right to our homes so that everybody could just sit down and watch and escape for four hours. Yeah, and everyone's like this. Everyone I've seen, I've seen it four times. I've seen it three or four times or five times already. It's because yeah, it's complete escapism. It's a it's a complete it's almost a complete vision, yeah. and it's you know it's it's well done. It's a it's a well done you know 
it's a well done spectacle. Is it a well done film? Was I Empire it was. Strikes Back a well done film? I thought it was. It doesn't have a beginning and it doesn't have an end. It you only know, has a middle. So I mean, it it it's it's um it's relative whether or not something is a good film. Is it a good experience? Yeah, hell yeah. Empire Strikes Back is a great experience. Right. And I would say that also Justice League is a great experience. Yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Is it a better film? Hell yeah. yeah is it a good superhero what, what film? Also hell yeah. Like it was it was really um really great in that sense. Let me let me <laughs> let me ask another I'm full of questions today because mm. these are questions that ran through my mind. As I'm watching this film, it's it A, it's starkly different. We we mentioned Cyborg is basically you you kind of get you kind of get why Ray Fisher may have had issues also in the sense of Snyder's cut. It is essentially a cyborg origin movie versus cyborg just happens to be in it. That being said, um, this is surface level stuff. You're just there's surface a lot, level. There's a lot for cyborg and flash actually. Yes. Like flash has a big hero moment himself, yes. but I having to save some weird Russian family off to the side, you know, <laughs> but you just you just segued perfect into my next question outside of flash touching wonder woman's boobs by mistake aquaman crying which was hilarious i don't remember any part of the original 2017 like i remember going through this i'm like i think this is different but this is i mean a i i recognize that it was a completely different movie okay that was the first thing um but b the other part of me was like it was so completely different. It brought up the fact that I don't remember. Like it was so unmemorable that 2017 movie, the, the Russian family part that that you uh, that you just spoke of. I'm like, oh yeah, didn't even don't even remember that. Like I would almost, and I'm sure there are definitely um, you know YouTube videos out there I can Google if I want to that will show me the differences. Um, I don't want to, but I, I could. I just yeah. I don't really remember that movie at all. And that was kind of that's another testament to this film and one of my fears going in was well are we really getting a new film here because yeah, no, that's, that's the thing but it was why why would you not you in particular but why would anybody waste their time worrying about what you're going to get you know i got there's there's a lot there's enough fodder to be had you know in in our line of work right in our in our yeah. entertainment punditry right to about the making of it about what it's you know how long it's going to be What's going to be in it? The differences, you know, that the, the unprecedentedness of of uh, you know of a letter campaign. What's right. essentially a letter campaign, like spawning a seventy million dollar upgrade of an old movie that didn't yeah. do that well, right? There's so much. There's so much fodder to be to be had, other than it's going to suck and it's a cul-de-sac and it's not even going to be any different than the other movie. Like, why? That's that's a narrative. Why would yeah. any of us have a narrative? We don't know the whole point. We're all celebrities of, now. No, we're all, we're, social media no. makes us all celebrities. It gives us a it gives us a platform. Yeah. And you know what happens? We destroy our celebrity by by developing narratives and getting too big headed and thinking that we're gatekeepers. And we're not. We're just people who are observing what goes through and what comes out of the gate. That's yeah. all it is. And there's accurate reporting on what you see coming in and out of that gate. And then there's there's. You know, there's fantasy, fantasy, you know, imaginative fiction about what will or won't come out of the gate. And it's and all of that can either be extremely prescient or absolutely wrong. Yeah. And when you're wrong, you destroy yourself. So that's yeah. why 
I say it's it wasn't worth it to speculate, you know, and it wasn't worth it to act like you were going to see it. You know, there's so many people who saw it and had to come back and say it was okay. It was way better than I thought it was going to be, but it still sucked because now they have a narrative that they have to keep up. If you don't develop a narrative in the first place, you can just you could speak honestly. I thought it I didn't me personally. I didn't think it was going to be that good. But, you know, when I watched it and it was good. Now you don't look like it. Well, I told you unbiased. Um, yeah, no. I, I'm coming in saying I was so, so impressed with how much how 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 very, very good it was. Um, and so I think it speaks to the person, right? That's creating their own narrative, right? If they if they don't have uh, the confidence you, to yeah. be able to sit there and say, you know what? I was expecting one thing and got another. I, I mean, it's not as if it's a life or death. Um, my narrative is not to have any narrative, right? That's that's my agenda. That's sure. my personal agenda. If you have an agenda, like if I'm watching you. Yeah. And I know what your agenda is and you're like, and, and then suddenly this, whatever this became fits neatly into your agenda. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of manipulation there. Well, it's fear and self-consciousness. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically you are essentially worried that the people that followed you because you were yeah. affirming beliefs they already had mm-hmm. will now not watch or listen to you or read your tweets or read your whatever. Well, that means too bad. And, and that means every one of your opinions going forward is correct. I agree so with you. Yes. That's why I say let's not let's not formulate any. Oh, I don't mind. Opinion. Again, I'll formulate a narrative without an agenda. I will formulate my opinion. I, I don't think you understood opinion. anything I just said. So, OK, <laughs> no, I'm saying you are saying you how, don't. How can you formulate an opinion without a narrative? The, the opinion is, is based on your narrative. I, I said both. No, I know. I'm saying I'm, I will form an opinion, but okay, not a narrative. Okay, you're, you're, ah, saying, you're saying a narrative is, is the equivalent of an agenda, and I, I, think, I think you could you can have a narrative without an agenda, but uh, let's not worry about that because that's... You can, you can, I think you we're can be like, I, I'm looking forward to it regardless of whether I love it or not. That's, a, that's an unbiased opinion. I'm looking for you. It's the truth. I'm looking forward to it because no, a, you can have an opinion that again, we, we kind of covered this a, a couple of episodes ago. You can have an opinion that says, I really feel based on what I've seen in the trailer and based on previous experience. I'm, tr- I'm about to tell you that. I'm oh, okay. about to say that. Oh, okay. Well, you can say I'm looking forward to it because it's the truth. It's something to talk about. It's something mm-hmm. it's, it's content. And, you know, I have my own misgivings about what it's going to be, what's, yes. what's going to happen. That's, that's perfectly reasonable. And then when when the time comes, you can say, yeah, my misgivings were correct. You know, right. I was worried it would be this. I was worried it would be that. Or I was completely, you know, floored or blown away. That's perfectly fine. Right. But it's like, I don't think it's going to be good because it's just going to be the same uh, imagery. It's a four hour movie versus a versus a two and a half hour movie. It has to be different. Well, it's also, it 80, have to, you know, and, and don't forget, Joss Whedon rewrote 80 pages. To that's what I'm talking about. It has to be different. So WB the, executives. So the, so the, so the narrative is it's exactly the same movie is, is demonstrably false. Yes. You know, you're already wrong. Yes. So, I mean, look, it doesn't matter about all that matters is like or dislike. That's all that matters is like or dislike. Good or bad is, is a subjective thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like or dislike is is a is a perfectly reasonable opinion of your own that people may tune in to hear. Did did yes. Dolce like it or did he dislike it? That's and right. if so, why? That's yes. all. That's the and that's your that's your wheelhouse, man. That's your full playground. Of course. Whether or not it was a good movie, it was like it was it's it, it was as good as Jaws. You, no. You know, like stay away <laughs> from that. You know, it's not it's Hot not take. gonna work for you. Way better than Jaws. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> 
That's your that's your take alone. Let me uh, like, let me let me. You actually kind of segued a, a little bit of, a while ago into. I segue all the time, man. Into my last break it down break point it down for or me. question for this movie, and it's the one. It, it aside mm. from Steppenwolf, that one thing I kind of pointed out where I was a little unsure, but that's great so band, man. Great band, man. Magic Carpet Ride. Yeah, yeah well, actually, it's a great band. You're right. Yeah. Aside <laughs> from Steppenwolf, um. I have a music fact for you later, but in the show, by the way, uh, aside from Steppenwolf where I wasn't, I was a little like unsure about that. I thought it was, I thought it was really great. The one area that I, that everyone was kind of excited about, but I was, had misgivings about going in and my misgivings were confirmed was the epilogue. The epilogue to me was a act of desperation by Zack Snyder. It was like showing off now your we're back new into narrative. We're back in the narrative territory. No, no, but I had I had issues with the I know, but I mean you don't know whether it's a desperate attempt or anything this like is that. The way, but I interpret it as, right? That's, that's my interpretation. That's a good lead in. Could be, could don't, be bury, don't bury your lead then. You know, okay. caveats. I'm, caveats are important. I'm okay with this. This is my when I give my opinion, I assume that's my opinion. It was a total yeah, act you of gotta announce you're giving your opinion though. That's the, was, that's the difference. I'm talking. I'm literally giving you my opinion. So <laughs> some people are smart enough to understand that. No, um, don't don't ever rely on the intelligence okay, of. Okay. <laughs> well, people. apparently not. I guess right. Um, oh, nice, nice. Oh, you. Oh, oh, oh nice. look at you. All right. Nice. Um, it was like kind of showing off to your ex, which is the DC executives, that you've moved on, but you haven't really moved on. You know, it was kind of like, well, I'm definitely. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Over you. But if you want to have another film, you know, this is what it would have been. You know, this is just, I just want to show what everyone Look, what I had, had planned by filming absolutely new sequences that I just came up with that never were going to be in the original. You version. got done dirty, man. I, I don't I don't. Wouldn't you do that as a creator, you know, who got knocked off of your own project for various reasons that have been that have been clouded in mystery? Yeah, and then but they, it was and an then they come back and say we need content. Of course, it's an F. It was an F. You. But it wasn't it, it wasn't a confident FU is my point to me. It was not like an FU would have been just end the movie, right? And no, you would have not an FU because I mean because it forced them to come out and have to make it on the record statement of the reason you're not getting the rest of this is because we've decided you're yep. not getting the rest of it. So now he completely exonerates himself as a as a you know as the vision as a as a failed visionary. Yeah. You know? Because, like, people are like, wait, we want more. We want to see what's next. And they're like, well, we're not going to give it to you because we got other things coming. And we have we have all kinds of great other great ideas that you haven't yeah. seen yet. And so now they, they are completely on record as the ones who 
who yeah. have just dist- now look if their next movies come out and they become billion dollar movies then the the narrative will shift and it'll be like it was it was a wise thing for warner brothers to do to move away from the snyderverse yeah but if their movies come out and they tank they're on record saying we we have decided not to go with a 95 percent rotten tomatoes you know uh audience participation yeah. movie for these other untested you know uh franchises Un- untested product well he definitely he told entertainment weekly uh he you know he's not ruling out anything i always go what is more likely that Warner Brothers what you're supposed to say you would ask me to make a sequel to justice league or they would resurrect a three-year-old movie spend millions of dollars to restore it to my original vision which was not exactly original because again you filmed new sequences that were never in it and then release it i think that the sequel would have been le- a more likely scenario than what just happened so i guess in that face of that i can say who knows what the future holds uh, but DC executives on the ending, are on record as saying they're, they're, they've they've completed the trilogy. By your own definition, they only tacked on the ending, so the whole movie is his original vision. Oh, I agree with you. Yes, no, I agree with so, you. And, and and the epilogue to me was the part that and the epilogue's I, more it, like it, here's, you could here's sit there and say it was, an, it was an nephew. You can sit there and say it was an nephew, and it was kind of nephew, but it was, it was one of those fu's. Where you're still not over the girl that she, that that dumped you, you know, you're still not over her. You still want, you still want. I don't know whatever, like, whatever weird, uh, what weird whatever weird analogy this is. Yeah, okay, fair, fine. I I, I guess, I, I guess that that's what it felt you're like. Still to not me. over and, the girl that dumped you. I I don't know whatever that is. And here's my final question before we go into our March movie madness segment. Um, do you want to see more? Do you want to see more? Of course I do. I do too. Which is which is funny. He didn't need to do the epilogue for me to want more because essentially it's his Aquaman. It's his Wonder Woman. It's his Superman. It's his everything. Yeah. That is the basis for the DC universe now. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You can only know how you felt about it. You can only know what you felt about it because you got it. You can't know how you would feel about it if you didn't get it. Right. That's right. not that's not within your power of perception. Right? right. If I didn't if I had never seen this, I'd be a completely different person. It's like you can't say that. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's I mean, maybe he didn't need it. You know, maybe you were clamoring for more even before the, the, the epilogue. But well, it, I'm, clam- you know, I, I, I'm not clamoring, but I would sit there and tell you if he was to announce if way. they were to announce they're doing a new Justice League or they're doing a yeah, new whatever way. movie with Zack Snyder. Like, I'll give it to However, him. when you bring it out, the, the bottom line is that it. It actually isn't an, uh, so much uh, a taunt because it, it basically defines exactly what the next movie should have been about. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, it, it explains what it I mean, basically, the Joker is like spelling out to Batman exactly what you should have done in order to avoid all this. And so now we know exactly what they're going to have to. And then we know they're going to use the flash yeah. and somehow go back. And, you know, Batman's going to do the right thing. And save Lois and stop Superman from turning right. evil. So right. we know this. So basically what that what that end scene is to clarify with these weird asides of this this apocalyptic world that we keep seeing from Batman v, v Superman and uh and, and right. jo- the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um it just it it just basically defined exactly what that is as a vision of the future. And then in within the vision it tells you how to undo the vision. Yeah. And so that, so we could extrapolate our own ending from it. If that scene wasn't there, we would still be like, yeah, but what's this dream that he keeps having? Like, where, what are they, what are they reaching for? What are they trying to point to? 
you know, and in order to say something, in order to explain, you know, what what is who is the flaming corpse that Superman is holding? I mean, you could think it's Lois, but when they tell you it was Lois, you don't need to you don't need to yeah. worry about it. It's not it's not left in the typewriter. It's not sure. lost in the ether. So it, it's kind of a it, it's more more of a closeout than you think it is. Uh, when you put it that way, but my initial reaction was like, all right, he's doing his of thing. Of course, all right. your initial reaction is usually wrong. We do this Hence every this year. entire segment. This we entire this segment every is year. you being wrong about like the, the film in and of itself. So, I mean, that's, I'm just saying. I don't I don't mean to start a fight or anything like that, but, you know, you're, you're bleeding Save wrong. it for this. I'm not going to let you keep, save it for I'm this. not going to let you good. switch to the segment. I'm not going to let you switch over to the segment. <laughs> We do this every year. We do a March movie do it madness. It's March madness, which did we again, do it last year? Weren't we in lockdown and all freaked out and stuff like that? And we did, yeah. And we did. I think the best. We did the best sequels last year. Ah, only okay, sequels okay. last year. Right, this year, in honor of the Snyderverse, and in in honor of of Justice League being the eighth feature film, which just happened to work out really well for us in <laughs> terms of numbers, uh, we are doing the Zack Snyder March movie madness bracket. Okay, so mm. how brackets work is we seed uh, the different movies. We narrowed it down last week as to what movies. We didn't have to really do anything because he only has eight ones. It's great. <laughs> oh, fun music fact. Did you know he directed the Soul Asylum video, Somebody to Shove? No, I didn't. Filled with I'm lots not, of I'm, slow motion in there, too, actually. And it's, when you it's go Soul back. Asylum, so I wouldn't have seen it anyway. You know, got just, got just, back uh, into them uh, a little, A little ago. cultural bias on my part. Like, I got back have. into them. They had Runaway Train, which I which was like the, the, their big hit in '93, and um and and on a whim, I think I watched Clark's because Kevin Smith's a huge Soul Asylum fan, and he mm. included a song that I love, and I was like, "This is a really good song." You know, I, I let me give Soul Asylum a shot and uh end up buying like their greatest hits and listen to it. it's very good. Anyway, directed that, funny. Yay. <laughs> we Yay narrowed down Asylum. last week the eight films. We narrowed it down from eight to eight. <laughs> that we can now seed and the question i have for you is we are seeding these Zack snyder films let me list off the films one more time for you dawn of the dead 300 watchmen legends of the guardians the owls of gahuli sucker punch you, did you did you check out what that was in 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 the interim between last time and this i didn't time? watch so they, it but i but i saw so that you, it's like but a you live know action, what it is now it's right? a live action owl movie right like they're all no it's owls. a cg owl movie or it's cgi like a, so it's like sorry, a cartoon well you know what i mean like um so you yeah. didn't okay all right just checking sucker punch man of steel batman v superman dawn of justice and justice league we sucker need punch. to it's just with the a it just ends with the a sucker punch, sucker punch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ever watch that? Yeah, I don't know if you uh, you you probably have the uh, what spawned in living color. I'm gonna get you, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Keenan Ivory Wayne's. Yes. That's, for everyone yeah. out there, that's a classic. Go yeah. look it up. Yes, it it's is brilliantly it's a, done. It's it's, it's the Wayne brothers it's, before the Wayne's brothers yes. existed. It's a strange piece of pop culture history. Amazing, it really is. Movie. <laughs> we need to get so it is literally four versus four in two brackets. Okay, we're in the Elite Eight now, so we have two brackets. I'm holding up my hands here for anybody listening um, on either side. Yeah, make sure your box four... is big enough to, to, to yes. enca- encapsulate your bo- your hands. You know, we because need a usually one these... versus four and a two versus three in both ends. So we need two number one seeds, okay? My question to you it's is... always so complicated. My question to you is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list three movies that could be number one seeds, and you're going to... And you're going to tell me which ones they which ones they are. 
All right. And you're going to tell me if you disagree, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to say Justice League could be a number one seed. I'm going to say okay. Watchmen could be a number one seed. I'm going to say 300 could be a number one seed. Is that accurate? Or would you also include Dawn of the Dead as a potential number one seed? I think I think Dawn of the Dead being the movie that put him on the map, mm-hmm. basically, it, it it could have number one status. You know, it could be within the within the realm of possibilities. Between right? You're Watchmen talking about his, and his Justice... monster movies yeah, versus ahead, sorry. his smaller movies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would I would put Dawn of the Dead, okay, in there between Watchmen and Justice League. Which one do you think is the again? It's it's the higher seed, so it has the most likelihood of winning. Is is essentially uh, what that number one seed means? It and I don't depends. mean that you picked. I'm not saying you pick a winner. I'm just saying that if 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 you were to poll a um, hundred people. Right, because oh, we're going to determine in the winners. But I'm just saying, if you were to poll a hundred people, it's just the weirdest like phenomenon. Like where I would do an entire monologue in the beginning of the show about like you know being gatekeepers and predicting mm-hmm. what people are going to love and what they're not going to love, and 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 staying in our wheelhouse, which is just our own personal opinions. And then the very next segment, you tell me to predict what everyone's going to love and what not to love. And, Again, this is a seeding operanda, right? Like like, yeah. what do you think is the most loved? out of the two of them and i actually i'm gonna go i'm gonna say Zack snyder's justice league is a one seed over watchman and you go watchman is a one seed okay that's interesting all right i know i'm asking you over oh, watchman over watchman yes yes and it could just be the hype of the times don't get me wrong the hysteria that's the what times. i'm saying it's like you d- we don't know i mean right now right now because of justice league i think that watchman would be a one seed from people like we we've always known his vision was amazing. Look at Watchmen, you know, but but taken alone as its own. Yeah. Watchmen was not, you know, was 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 not a runaway extravaganza. for people. Yeah, I'm going to go to the, the mileage varies on it. I'm going to go two seed for Watchmen. I'm going to go one seed for Justice League and 300. I actually would have said was a was a one seed, but I'll go two seed for for 300 as well versus Dawn. I think I would go with one seed for 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 uh watchman i think it's a precursor to the right, i'm gonna give you one DCEU. choice dawn of the dead or watchman because then you didn't you know we should pick a one i didn't pick one i was asking you about the picks in general you know i never picked you picked so no, i would I, say between yeah. dawn of the dead and and watchman and i would go watchman oh okay all right so dawn of the dead is now a two seed and watchman so we'll have right. one watchman and one just i i i'm gonna say justice league is a one mm-hmm. seed I'm gonna say what you're gonna say. Watchmen's a one seed, three hundred and Dawn of the Dead will will say are two seeds, which is they're basically really good movies, um, and they have a shot of winning this thing, and we think it's good. Let me ask you a quick question now: Should we mix up? Because we can do this: the superhero movies on one side and the non-superheroes on the other, or should we mix the two together? Should we pit superhero movies? I don't against- think it's. I don't think it matters because, like I said, it's it, it, all those movies are in his vision, right? It's mm-hmm. it re- you're not really watching him do a superhero movie. You're watching you're watching a superhero movie in his world, superhero right? based movie. Because we actually have four, we have four superhero no, based what, what movies. Who, who cares whether it's based? What is, what is, we're talking about this genre, right? We're talking about his art. Okay, we're so we're gonna mix it up. We're gonna mix art. it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, is it fair to say? Sucker Punch would be a low seed. Either a, no, a, a, I don't think so. So you you would say 
if you were to rank Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Sucker Punch, Legends of the Guardians, you need two three seeds and one uh, and two four seeds. I, I would actually say Batman v Superman and Sucker Punch would be the four seeds, and the Legends of the Guardians and Man of Steel would be a three seed, as in they were better movies. No, I disagree. Okay. So you would go what? I would go the exact opposite of what you said. You go Sucker Punch and Batman v Superman, three seeds, and Man of Steel, a four seed. Ooh. Man of Steel is a terrible film. Ooh. In my opinion. Okay. In my okay. opinion. If All we're right. just giving my opinion. I am. It's you know, a terrible story. It's a terribly constructed. It's All a right. So in the film. vein of compromise, but, in the vein okay. of compromise, Batman v Superman. Talking. No, no, you're good. <laughs> Batman v Superman and no, no, because I don't want you to get into why you feel this way, because we're going to save that for the actual matchups. That's my point. We're just trying to mm. we're just trying to place them in the I'll brackets. Forget what I, I'll forget them by the time. <laughs> well, the I, I can't help you with that. that. That's, you know, Batman v Superman or Man of Steel. Which one would you say is a three and a four? You would you say Man of Steel is a four compared to that. OK, we're going to do that. I'm going to go with that one. But I'm going to go with Sucker Punch is a four over the legends of the guardians even though i've never seen legends of the guardians but I did see sucker punch and i i disliked that movie immensely. i guess that's fair i guess that's a fair assessment <laughs> I, I disliked it okay. immensely uh-huh all right so then why be shocked if i dislike man of steel immensely you know why be shocked where i place it <laughs> i'm shocked because actually um uh i'm surprised actually you you talk just over the years, more glowingly of that movie. I've than... never liked Man of Steel. Like no one, and no one who knows me would have would would testify I've ever talked well about Man of Steel over Batman v Superman. You have mm-hmm. no, I haven't. Oh, okay, all right. I think I think I think construction wise, <laughs> I'll say I'll 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 define it. Mm-hmm. I think Man of Steel is a better con. It's a better constructed story yeah but it's not a better story than batman versus superman but i will say as an added caveat we only know that batman versus superman is a better story because of justice league so taking into account what we have i like that it it elevates you know certain materials over others i like that all right this is the bracket then and i like this this is this is a Mm -hmm. very solid solid bracket Okay, and and uh, I'll put that up on the screen. Uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting roasted in the comments, so you know it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. No, no, no. This is this is uh, this is very very good. I like this. I like this a lot. We've got on the one end, we've got Justice League is a one seed. We've got three hundred is a two seed. Legends of a of the Guardians, uh, and then we've got. Oh, sorry. No, no. We've got Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Then we got Sucker Punch. Okay. I, 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 we have two then, non-superhero movies and two superhero movies. So that was the that was the method in which I'm doing this, right? Right. On the other end of things, we've got Sucker Punch is the four seed. Sucker Legends Punch. of the Guardians is a three seed. Dawn of the Dead is a two seed, and Watchmen is the one seed in that in that bracket. Okay. So we're gonna do the one four matchup. And we're gonna do we're gonna do the one four matchups and the two three matchups right now, okay? Because we're gonna whittle this down to a final four uh, for next week when we have guest Steve Hovecki, who is a new Rogue creator with McBride and Groom. Kickstarter launching on Monday, by the way. Go to Rogue Matters Kickstarter page. 
uh, and you can see it. Uh, and it is launching Monday. So you go check out his Kickstarter. Anyway, shameless plug. Justice League versus Man of Steel. I think we can all agree Justice League is way, way better than Man of Steel, right? Like not even – oh, the last rule, again, because we did this last year. You can yell upset. We each get one upset. We could use it at any point in the tournament, and it's just an automatic upset. There's no, there's no if, ends, or buts. We just – you use it. That's it. So we, we, we factor that in as an upset. In this particular case, do you feel Man of Steel is, has any shot of upsetting the Zack Snyder Justice League that we just saw? No. And you don't think it's a good movie? Why? You need you to tell me that you didn't care about why. <laughs> no, no, no. I said save it for now. <laughs> why did you make it a four seed? You made it a four seed because you didn't think it was a good movie, but why? Because it's not a good movie. Okay. Like I said, Zod is the worst thing in that film, even yeah. though Michael Shannon is is a is the is probably the best actor in the film, right? Okay. But his he, his motivations are all over the place, right? Yeah. He he they they try to sell him as sort of a sympathetic person because they they do this entire um, back history of of him looking for other Kryptonians all over the galaxy and not and people being heartbroken and just you know and distraught because Krypton was destroyed. But by the time they get to Earth, there he's like these cold-blooded conquerors of this and that, you don't know why they're trying to conquer Earth. Yeah. Right? You don't know why they want to turn Earth into Krypton. You don't know why you would want, if you want to exalt the race of Kryptonians, sure. why would you put them on, why would you try to, to, to make them normal Kryptonians when they could all be raised as gods on yeah. Krypton? But in that in, that in, of, in of itself. And because you set him up to be a weakened his his legend to be weakened in the very beginning because he got beat by russell crowe who was a scientist and not a warrior you know he was <laughs> he was supposed to be of the warrior cast and so somehow russell crowe knows Krod maga so basically well yeah michael shannon gets beat and then you bring him back and you 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 the spend, pen is mightier than the sword you spend the entire film showing how how uh how kal-el has built up his uh his strengths yeah. and his throughout so then he shows Michael Shannon shows up. It's like, this guy's going to get beat, you know, like immediately you're like, I mean, of course he's going to beat him because he's Superman understood. But in the story, if you just get lost in the story, the story has got to fill you with dread. Exactly. No, you you have to have your stakes. He's got to have some stakes. What you expect to happen is it might not happen. And it just didn't do that for me personally. Plus, plus the, 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 the elephant in the room, Superman in my book, should save people every now and then should just grab someone and protect them from being horribly slaughtered. You okay. Know? And I have no, this, I have no arguments with you on that. Yeah. This, none of this happened. None of this happened. Yeah. Literally his Kryptonian vehicle was literally cutting, cutting buildings in half. <laughs> All right. That's three, 4,000 people per building, you know, just dead. Right. So I'm like, what am I watching? This is like disaster porn. That's Here's the funny part, too. And this goes back to my uh, one me- one thing I didn't mention about Zack Snyder's Justice League movie is I actually wanted to see more Superman. I thought he did Superman so much better. Minus minus the middle part where he woke up and confused and, and he just sees Lois Lane. He's like, oh, I'm better now. Um, well, eventually he's Kryptonian and he's Superman. It, it, whatever's yeah. ailing him is not going to ail him. Yeah, I know. I know. It just it was. But the other thing is the, the, yeah. the other reason why DVS uh, is a little higher in my rung is because Superman is a more realized character in that yeah. than he is in 
And you can argue like, well, he was just young. He was just starting out. That's why he let thousands of people die. But it's, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's the same with the Dark Knight. If the reason the Dark Knight exists is the reason people are getting killed, then you, then you cancel out his hero status. Yeah. Right? So the reason Superman exists, the reason the Kryptonians are here trying to destroy Earth is because Superman is here. And Superman doesn't stop the Kryptonians from killing thousands of humans. Right. Then they're all dead because of Superman. But how because- else... How else would you feed into Batman v Superman if he doesn't let everyone die? You could come up with another reason why Batman hates Superman. It's, it's, we'll there, push, there are myriad reasons. We'll Trust push me. Justice League ahead in the tournament. Um, rightfully so. Well done. Rightfully so. But that was very good. I liked. I just wanted. Course, I wanted to hear that. That was, good. that was that was me. That was my longing. A one versus four. Watchmen versus Sucker Punch. I thought Sucker Punch was terrible. I thought Watchmen was as close to a faithful adaption as you can do. Too much to the point, but. I would, I would put agree Watchmen putting over putting Sucker. Watchmen over Sucker Punch. Okay. Although I don't agree that Sucker Punch is necessarily a fourth tier film, but I do. I would agree that Watchmen would be above Sucker Punch. Yeah. Uh, in, Dawn of the for the Dead sake of significance versus Legends of the Guardians. Uh, I never saw Legends of the Guardians, so I'm gonna just put Dawn of the Dead ahead of that. Yeah, this is a fair game, isn't it? This this game works, doesn't it? I kind of knew what was gonna happen with all you know. It's a bunch of owls. Do the research, man. You got to watch a freaking owl movie. How hard was that for you? For your for this gambit, you know? How important are the are the listeners supposed to feel about it if you didn't you didn't even do the due diligence? I will sit you there and tell it? you that I researched the movie and I researched critical reviews of the movie. Oh, how hard was it? You and got thereby games. I you said, could, you know what? You it's could, not even worth you it. Could, you could get by it just blaming the fact that you saw it on your kids. You have that luxury. I know, but it's right? not, I, look, I am always honest look i'm always an i am an honest person my narratives are never clouded by dishonesty they are always they are always also never honest. clouded by facts or or <laughs> research well, or anything facts like are that. facts has nothing to do with honesty or not right <laughs> i know i didn't say they did i'm just saying as as well as not i mean i guess they, I, I guess they kind of do right yes do a, a way, little but. bit a little bit but all right okay, that's that's not factual all right um mm-hmm. 300 versus Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I think this is an easy 300. Goes 300, across. yeah. But, I mean, am I supposed to give my opinion and yours? Yeah, you can go. Go ahead. I just figured I figured this was a consensus. I figured it was one of these why no-brainers. Would you, why would you figure that? What, 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 is, what purpose do I have? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. have here if you're going to decide for me. If you're I'm not deciding give me for you. I'm going to make an assumption, and you're going to either, you allow me to don't you're make either confirm the assumption or not. No, I would like to talk. I would <laughs> like to say you, many things that, that, that have nothing to do with what we're talking about and take us off track as many one, times one as humanly possible. One thing you said was that Dawn of the Dead actually put him on the map. I feel like 300 put him on the map. I feel like three. I, I feel like he doesn't get any of the uh, DC movies without successfully adapting 300. No, I know how you feel about it, but yeah. I don't agree. I'm just telling you. I also think much to your point uh when we talk about game of thrones right 
Mm-hmm. The fact that he had the, you know, he basically had Frank Miller. Uh, you know, here it is. Here's 300. And he, and he like almost shot for shot, you know, recreated the graphic novel. Um, allowed it. He had an easy job and, but sometimes easy jobs can, can, you can, can go wrong. You could, you could argue, you could argue that Dawn of the Dead put him on the map. Put him on a Hollywood map. Yes. Whereas, whereas 300 put him on the comic book movie map. Yes. So, like, without 300, the DCEU wouldn't have, basically wouldn't have happened. Correct. But the problem is, um, the problem with that caveat is without, uh, oh, uh, oh, man, I can't remember the film. Uh, uh, I don't what? know. Uh, Legend of Legend of Gahuli? Ew. Um, the <laughs> Robert Rodriguez movie. Uh, the Frank Miller, Roger, Robert, Robert. Oh, Sin City. Robert, Sin City. Without yes. Sin City, there would be no 300. Well, of course, yes. So, like, the, 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 the reason why 300 is a big deal is for Zack Snyder as an entry. Yeah. But it is not as, it is not the groundbreaking, it's not yeah. a groundbreaking piece of material because it was already done with Sin City. Yep. Right. So that's why I would still hold um, uh, Dawn of the Dead as as a more of a of a master entry for for Zack Snyder than 300. Yeah. Personally, I, I enjoyed. Well, I enjoyed both of them, to be okay. honest with you. But um, but I I've watched 300 way more times than I've watched Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. But I think Dawn of the Dead uh, um, uh, is, is a more significant entry than 300. Okay. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna advance Justice League. It's all chalk this this round. But it did Justice make me League. buy that 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 Nine Inch Nails album, just yeah. like you remembered. So I mean, you know, there's there's that. That's important. That was a very important thing. Justice League versus Three Hundred next week. Dawn of the Dead versus Watchmen next week. When we come back, boy, what a what a week for releases. We got an MCU entry. We got a Zack Snyder DCEU entry. We got an MCU entry. Gotcha. And completely gotcha. flipped the, the, the script for me. I thought the DC entry was way, way better when we come back. Welcome to Button Stash, the show about the best mustaches in gaming. Casey, it's Button Smash. It's the new gaming podcast from the Rogue Matter Network. I don't know where you got mustaches from. Well, I'm not shaving. But we will talk about gaming news, reviews, inside scoops, and retrospectives. Join us live on twitch.tv slash Matter on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, or download our episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. But please, Casey, shave. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. I teased it last segment and Hassan, you took me right to task for even giving up my 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 trump card there or my every time every time we talk before we start recording you're like don't give anything away you know don't don't talk about it now talk about it spontaneously while we're on. So like the fact that you just torched your this segment. 
by giving your opinion away. It's just kind of. I actually think it's a it's a strategic contradictorial. It's a strategic tease because the assumption is the MCU is always. I don't know why you wouldn't make that assumption. I think it's you're you're assuming what the audience is is, is thinking. I don't know why you should do that. We just spent two segments talking about how that is a that is a bad formula. But all right, in contradicting it. In this week of just endless new releases, hmm. I got to, you know, I, obviously Zack Snyder's came out first. I started it first. It took me, you know, two days to watch it, which was totally cool. And then Sunday night, I'm settling in to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, which debuted. Um, I sit there. And about halfway through, I'm literally, I just, I turn it off. I'm just like, I'm really bored right now. This is, it had that really cool Batrock opening sequence. And then the rest of it, I'm kind of like, all right, maybe I'm just tired. Maybe it's Sunday night. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe there's just, you know, maybe there's external influences on what I'm doing. Monday night, I pick it right back up. I am sharp as a whistle at this point. I am not. There is no part of me that is not excited to watch this thing. Bored again. Uh, The entire episode to me, uh, and I found this review actually uh, kind of mirroring the way I felt about it. Of course you did. To tell it straight, this is from uh, The Beat. This is actually one of the more frustrating aspects of the show, uh, which is less the fault of the series itself and more a shortcoming of the MCU. Since their debuts in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, both Bucky and Sam have been quietly running in place with basically no character growth to speak of since the film. I hate for the show to bear the brunt of frustration with what precedes it, but making the choice to wallow in it is still a choice. Still bullshit. That that take is bullshit. Bing. Right, right on its on its face is bullshit. You think so? Bing. Yeah, because it's basically saying the MCU didn't bother to build these characters up, and therefore, while watching the show, that the a show dedicated to the two of them, which will do nothing but build the two characters up. Because they weren't previously built up, I don't give a shit about the show that's going to build the characters up. I got to use so, the explicit tag on this podcast here. <laughs> the really infuriating. I didn't realize it was going to. I didn't know I struck a nerve, or the review would strike a nerve. You didn't it. strike a nerve. The review is stupid. <laughs> this is a stupid review. Like it's I, it's basically saying I don't know anything about these characters, so I don't care about you telling me anything about these characters. It's I, dumb. I get it's absolutely dumb. I get it's going to be and a it fits slow your burn. narrative, so your narrative. I get it's the first chapter. I get it's the opening chapter. And I get mm-hmm. the I guess the big jaw dropping thing was that they announced a new sorry for anybody out there who hasn't seen it yet. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. A new Captain America, which by the way, they've now started a hashtag that says not my cap. Um I get it. Like I get it. This is a, this is a um that was supposed to be the big cliffhanger to make me want to watch next week. So you're not going to watch next week, then? I will, of course, because we were. All right. So then what then? So then what then? (laughs) But I would sit there and tell you if I did not have a pop culture podcast that that you wouldn't watch. I was hoping you yourself would just decide not to watch the second television show in the in the MCU. You would just not watch it. Yeah, I I would eventually. I would. It would be one of those like "Eh, I'll eventually catch up with it. I'll catch up with it four or five episodes from now. That doesn't mean you wouldn't watch it. That means you would wait to watch it. I'd wait to watch it, and that could conceivably mean I would not watch it. I didn't watch Ant-Man for many, many years. I, I had no interest in Ant-Man. This is before we had a podcast. And then we had a podcast. I was like, well, I better go back and watch Ant-Man. They go, yeah, Ant-Man was pretty good. So then you were wrong. I just had no interest in it. And, and But after watching one episode of this, 
I would sit there and just, I don't know. Yeah, you, don't, you sit there and say a lot of things. I get you. I understand where you're coming from. All right. So it, it, it didn't intrigue me enough, is my point being. I get you. Did it intrigue you at all or no? I mean, like, intrigue and what? It's, a, it's an episode. Did it make me want to watch the next episode? Right. Did it, did it make me interested in what's going on, how Correct. things are going to unfold? Absolutely. Am I intrigued to the point where I am bowled over more so than I was by Justice League? No. But this is, this is the equivalent of comparing it to the first quarter of Justice League as opposed to the entire finished product of Justice League. What about? Which is the entire finished product to... Um, to Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, right. which is a more unprecedented entry into the in, into the pantheon of of entertainment that we're watching than the first of six episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. You, look, the only thing that makes these two comparable yeah. is that it's the DCEU versus the MCU, mm-hmm. right? So it's an unfair comparison in and of itself. It's like comparing it's the it's comparing the first episode of the second season of Mandalorian to Empire Strikes Back. Was this better than Empire Strikes Back? No. All that, does that mean it sucks and then we should never watch them again? No. All fair, all fair comparisons, and I and I and all fair arguments. So of I'll throw course. another comparison out to you. Compare sure. the first episode of WandaVision to the first episode of this, and I think it's, Marvel it's... actually did a disservice to themselves. Obviously, they couldn't. Well, not... wait, did you ask me to do it? Or are you are you telling me what it is? Did well, you okay. just ask me? Right, to... I will ask you. Go ahead. I will ask. Okay, you. sir. Thank you. It's another unfair comparison because it it's unfair? the very first episode to the to the very first uh, Disney Plus television show for the MCU, right? Yeah, and it's it's just not the same. It's just not a, It's not the same thing. It's this is an ongoing experience. Yeah, right. Could we compare whether WandaVision as a as a show, it's going to be better than than uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We can't yeah. make that comparison yet. It's a completely different genre. That's like comparing. Great. That's like comparing a, a a history movie to a science fiction movie. You know, was this a better movie? But no. you even said it yourself, though. It's like, what do you walk away from? Like, was it a good watch or was it not a good watch? Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's it, that's 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 exactly what I'm saying. It's like comparisons is, is a nonsense. Did you enjoy watching it? Or did you not enjoy watching it? Obviously you didn't enjoy watching it. So, so does that mean you're not going to watch the rest of them? That's up to it you. It means that I will watch it because I have to, but not because I'm really like, wow, I can't wait. Whereas WandaVision, that's, every episode couldn't wait to see it. That's all. That's not quite what you said. When, when Justice the, League. after the first episode, I, I watched the first second. Yeah, the first, I, know, I know you're trying to change it, but I'm saying the keep first episode it. of WandaVision. That is not exactly what you said when what? when we were when we went over. I loved it. it. I thought it was great, though. I remember go back and talk. Go back. Go back to the film. You should the, go back the to the film. You should. I go liked back it. I thought it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I get you. I understand what you're saying now. Which, I said it back then. Now is not what you said then. That's definitely what I said. definitely what I said. Okay. Well, we'll you go know back. okay. We'll go back and we'll go back to the tape. I will compare. I I will compare Falcon and Winter Soldier to uh, Justice League and also to Wandavision when mm-hmm. all of Falcon and Winter Soldier are in. Because I mean, would you say that Wandavision was a bigger deal than Justice League? Because that's a better, that's an easier comparison because those are completed. Those are complete that's visions. That's interesting. Uh, of course, I think it's for interesting for reasons, but I would actually give Zack Snyder makes, Justice League it the makes, edge. It makes more sense to compare the two because they're finished. Frickin' products. No, but I'm comparing the first episode of WandaVision to the first episode of Captain, you, that's and Captain the Winter second Soldier. Gambit. That was your second Gambit after yeah. the first Gambit failed. 
But no. It didn't fail. It did fail. It's an other failure. To go. It was a total failure. You should stop. Sounds like sounds like You're you are yourself. you are oh, now up. we're gonna make a perfect personal uh you are, no, personal judgment. I'm not making a personal judgment. It sounds you're like you're revved up. I'm about to make a tease, is what I'm about That's to do. That's a personal judgment. You are revved, revved up. up. You are ready to go for when we come back, Hassan Godwin's rogue rage. When we When the girlfriend of Markham, an elite assassin, is murdered, he has one thing on his mind revenge. But the search for her killer raises more questions than it answers and sends Markham down a long, dark tunnel into his past. Markham must decide whether he's prepared to risk his life in order to discover the truth. Now appearing on the Rogue Matter website, Hollow Mark. Read it for free. Go to roguematter.com. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast. Check out Hollow Mark number two, free to read for everybody to see on roguematter.com. Big Rogue Matter announcement next week as well. Um, got some cool things that I'm working on that are going to be, uh, you know, debuted. So stay tuned. All right. We do this every week, or at least we have for the last three weeks. Hassan Godwin's Rogue Rage, all the rage in the pop culture universe, brought to you by the Lord of the Radio himself. Take it away, my man. This is all you. Stop, stop using my last name. I've, I've got enemies. Anyway. Um, now you do. Ethel. <laughs> Bring them on. Um, all right. So, like, my attitude about, like, this is just going to be, like, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And then okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to unleash the, the, uh, the, the Kraken. Because now okay. I get to, I get, I get, uh, I get control over the Kraken since uh, the last person That's I true. had control over the Kraken. Said there it you was, go. It's BS. Um, what do you think about the the release of Snyder Cut? What did you think about the, like the hashtag? Did you think it was a good idea when it? Uh, oh no! It in debuted? fact, you can go back to the tape, and oh, when DC greenlit it, I actually said this is the this is the worst thing they could possibly do because they. I, I know. Well, I mean, what did you think to... of the hashtag in the first place? Because you know that trended for quite a while. Before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going back. I'm going. I'm 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 getting there. When it first. When they first greenlit it, I sat there and said, wow, now they are they are empowering. Hang on. They are empowering this hashtag. I know that they're in the business of fan service. I know that all these all of these companies are trying to give things that the fans uh, want. But now mm-hmm. the fans uh, have taken that. I feel like they broke the fourth wall with that hashtag. And I, at first, OK, my initial reaction was, well, they'll never do it. And then they did it. And so I was, I was both shocked and a little dismayed, even though I was happy with the outcome. You were shocked and dismayed with the hashtag or the fact that they did it? That they did it. The, the question was, what did you think of the hashtag? I, I laughed at it. Okay. Jeez. Could you just have said that? Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being second chair. This is what second chair does. <laughs> yeah, no, Go back to the tape. You're terrible. You're terrible Go back to the chair. tape. You're a bad second chair. Um. All right, because you you're supposed to you're supposed to answer the questions I give you. Like okay. you know, like all like, right. So, oh, now. you just want you want straightforward. Don't don't elaborate. You want you yes know, you're not supposed to elaborate. You're always telling me you. not to elaborate, right? Done. You're elaborating. All right. Done. So totally like enough. okay. So now you got you you got the hashtag uh release release the Snyder. I can't see now. I can't talk. Release the Snyder cut. Yeah. Then they decide. Okay, we're going to release the Snyder cut. Basically, because we you know the apocalypse had hit and we were running out of content. Yeah. Oh no, we're not going to have anything to watch. What are we going to do? So like, okay, we're going to spend seventy million dollars to release this film. The film comes out. Now the film gets a fodder, right? 
oh, this this movie's going to suck. It was a waste of time. Blah, blah, blah. Narrative, narrative, narrative. Rap. Film comes out, everybody, kind of, well, not everybody, but it's the consensus that it was a good thing as opposed to a bad thing, right? Now it's like release the air cut. Finish the Snyderverse. Okay? Now. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is, first of all, visions need to be completed. That's good. That's a good thing. But second of all, no one's ever going to be happy. <laughs> you're never, you're never going to appease anybody with yeah. all this, uh, with, with, with all these uh, caveats and all, all these admissions. Like, as you said in the beginning, yeah. you think it was a bad idea that they capitulated and said, okay, we're going to le- release the Snyder Cut, right? Yeah. Now you, say, you think it set a bad precedent. I do, yeah. I think it's I think it's a terrible precedent for everything that 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 is going to go forward because but it, if it didn't happen we wouldn't have gotten the Snyder cut. I think you something you that hit we the enjoyed. Nail, you something... hit the nail on the head though when you said this was an unprecedented time. Yes. But I mean, look, it it hit so hard. Yeah. that it outdid the MCU in your opinion, right? So this that's, week, yes. That's an entry into the history books of yes. the, the the conflict between the DCEU and the MCU, right? Yep. So if they hadn't done that, yep, they, they wouldn't. You know, they it, Justice League would have been a demonstrative loss as opposed to a, a loss and a gain, right? Because yeah. now it's a now it's a loss and a gain. Yes. It was a, the the twenty seventeen version was a loss. The the twenty twenty one version is a gain, right? Yes. So the question is. I'm excited. <laughs> the question is, do the fans know what they want more so than the creators? No. Or do the You don't think so. No. You don't think if the fans got what they wanted then we would that this would not have been a success. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Define creators, the people that actually make the movies or the people that greenlight the movies? The people who make the movies. No, absolutely. I consider them all like kind of the same thing. I mean, there's, I think, I think, I think Zack Snyder is a, as a corporatist. Not that I think there's anything wrong with that, but he's a creative corporatist as opposed to, you know, as opposed to the people in within uh, Warner's who just green light, you know, and, 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 and release money, uh, the amount, release payrolls. Yeah. The amount of effort that goes into getting something green lit even for someone like Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, there is a separation. There is a separation between levels of, yes, Zack, we're, we're 100% behind you and prove it to us and show us what you want to do. So so I, I separate Zack Snyder as a creator from... But I'm just saying, the people he's, not, he's not like you know, like Jim Jarmusch or someone like that, you know, he still, he still makes corporate movies like these giant ten pole. Oh, yeah, all right. Movies. I mean, I get you. So I made okay. that soul so, asylum video. That was very artsy. Oh my God. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So like, what if the fans didn't get what they want and we never got this? Am I look, I'll say this. Am I happy? We got it. Yeah. I think I am happy. We got it. I'm happy that, but do you think we got able- it at the expense of something? Yes, and I do, do think, think it's it bad precedent. Us? I think that's why when you when when you talk politics or you talk uh, anything that has to do, and they go, "Well, this is bad precedent," and you sit there, and go, "Well, who cares about precedent? Look at the end result." 
it's not something that's going to be readily apparent because this was a success, the ramifications. And we might not never see it. We might, we might not ever. We might see not it. never. Yeah. <laughs> I never say ever. Yeah. Said we never. might not never see it. We might not never again. see it. No. Uh, oh my I'm, I'm going to get you, sucker. Faith um, and <laughs> We might not see the ramifications of this uh, mm-hmm. for many, many years. We might not ever see the ramifications of it. I could be wrong in that the bad precedent is going to release is going to release something to us or, or unleash, unleash something on, on us as a fandom. I could be wrong. Mm. However, mm. it really means that corporations are going to listen to social media as if it is, they are empowering it. Not, corporations not are really. already empowering social media. This is going to further that empowerment and we're going to end up with things do you, see, do you think an overall pantheon of, of social media versus uh versus art entertainment in the Correct. first place it's a bad yes it's a bad thing but then the argument would be well if this didn't happen we wouldn't have gotten this so that's uh, agreed, be a, right a demonstrative good thing right? right so okay it it's for me it's kind of hard to to it, it's kind of hard to parse the whole thing in, in and of itself because what we got was good you know, and right. what we got was it was an act of the people, the will of the people, right? And them, them, you know, for for whatever reasons, because we had a pandemic or whatever, they're right. capitulating to the will of the people, right? And then, and then ultimately, it turned out to be theoretically, you could probably call it a good idea, even though we don't have numbers or whatever to prove it, right? Sure. So it's it's almost a uh, it's almost the first truly symbiotic collaboration between what the people want and 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 art yeah right the the people were polled do you want this art and they got the art that they were polled no 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 they weren't polled they were they they weren't they weren't asked but i mean they technically like a poll they took the temperature of what was being requested yeah and then he gave them what was requested and then so that's technically like it was a poll like those are technically polls right yes yeah you can so sit there and say. it's like what you would if what if we gave you exactly what you want here you go and it turns out to be uh you know a, a predominant good as opposed to a you know right. a, a predominant bad right i'm trying my my i don't really have a point other than my struggle <laughs> no i don't I like really have a, i don't have a i'm i'm, I'm my point is i'm struggling with it yeah, I'm struggling with whether or not it it is a it is a a, a virtuous good or right. kind of a cautionary good. Right, you know, right. Like it's, well, it's a good, but it's going to be bad. Look, you know, because and, I mean, and again, I'm negating my own opinion. I just gave you two minutes ago, but the new hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Yeah, I say why not? It it, it turned out to be a great experiment. Why That's not? what I'm saying. Why not restore. keep going with it? You can. It absolutely can. And I think I think in this particular case, it worked. And in this particular case, why wouldn't you? Because you're already using Snyder's version of Wonder Woman, Snyder's version of Aquaman. It's Snyder's universe anyway. It's not as if it's not as if you have to, like, rejigger, you know, everything you have planned. I mean, essentially, it's the same characters. And, we, yeah. and we've always been using Snyder's versions of the characters that he created and he started with. So I would say, OK, great. That being said, in the in the long term. Fans are now giddy to think they have actual control over what happens. And that's they where they always did. They always thought that they were entitled to to dictate terms, you know, look, to the 
box office matters, right? Box office is the will of the, the actual will of the people. Social media Correct. is the perceived will of the people. And now Correct. you've, you've, you've blurred those. We lines. don't have those. Unfortunately, we don't have those box office metrics for, uh, for, for understood justice league understood which yes is like i said this could be a positive that came out of this uh for this particular instance but in the long term i'm struggling with it i'm I'm struggling with it because (laughs) it's against it's against everything that we've been talking about you know it's against all the ideas that we've come up with and it's it it pops up and it's a good thing and so now there's others understandably there's other hashtags that whether or not we should and it actually made a studio come out and say no f you we're not doing any more of this you know and they want the they want the air cut from suicide yeah but i'm saying is that a good because now that now you had to come out and say we're not going to give this to you now you're now you own whatever you do give us and replace right yeah and instead of saying like we're open to the ideas of doing this but we have other ideas that are coming down the pike right yeah they they've just basically closed the door yeah. on fandom right and then they're saying yeah but you're going to like these other things more and if they don't and they have to go back to yeah. Zack Snyder it's a, it's a demonstrative loss, right? Yep. It's a loss on their part. So, like, I, I, I honestly do not know. It's, it's confusing all of the, the metrics that we had set forth, right? Yep. That, that, uh, that Facebook and, and Twitter are a lie. They're not a genuine uh, uh, gauge of what the, the population feels like, right? Yep. And that, that was demonstrated with snakes on a plane, right? yep. even though we have to go that far back in order to, you know, to, 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 yep. to gauge it. Right. But, you know, or, or some presidential or primary, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, now you're getting, uh, now you're getting too deep. You're getting too deep for our show. I'm saying it's not a gauge. It's not a gauge. That's the bottom I know. line. That's I why know. I said, I, know. Look, I agree. I agree. Look, exactly there's definitely, um, there's definitely something to this. And, um, again, a, but I a, don't, I don't know where I fall down on it. You know, I don't know where, you know, like if we didn't, if they didn't do it, I wouldn't have gotten the Justice League. Yeah. But if they, but if they capitulate, you know, it's like, yeah. Does anything we get in the future is, does anything have hope? Because if they don't like it, it's like release the, you know, release the so and so, you know, release the, I know, bring so and so back, you know, or we're not going to be happy with you. So I know. So yeah, but the question is, your, your answer is, I don't know. That's the answer name. is I still don't like that it was a social media hashtag campaign that got us something that we did like. And I think there's far more uh, danger in this because it just keeps empowering social media, which can be easily manipulated. And don't get me wrong. It's just content. Who cares? Right. It's just art. Who cares? Eh, maybe it gets a little deeper. When we come back, we are privileged to have Joshua Baton from the new movie, The Tangle, joining us next. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. Uh, We got a disruptor. We've got an actor. We've got uh, someone who's got a long resume in the business uh, with us, and he's got a new movie out called The Tangle. We got Joshua Britton. How you doing, sir? It's good. Joshua I'm Bitten, good sorry. Joshua Bitten, sorry. Bitton, don't worry about it. It, it, it <laughs> goes back to elementary school. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been problematic. Rule number one, uh, rule number four of the show is I will mess up your name. I will butcher, up, I will butcher <laughs> everyone's name and, and, uh, and we'll just continue uh, going on. And you would think I'd edit this out, but I don't. 
We just, we just I, keep it going. I appreciate the fact that you don't. Mistakes <laughs> are gifts, as an old teacher of mine used to say. <laughs> um, we're talking The Tangle first. Um, it's a new science fiction movie that just, that just was released, and um, it's going to be on uh, VOD right now. And uh, for anybody who is unfamiliar with it, it's kind of a cross between Inception and Minority Report. Uh, it depicts a futuristic world controlled by nanobots. Um, I got to watch it. I got to screen it. And I thought it was really, really, really cool. It had a Black Mirror kind of feel to it also, which, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. What attracted you to the project? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, one is I've worked with Chris Kelly, our writer-director, before mm-hmm. and had a remarkable time. We did a short film that won a number of awards, mainly because of his great filmmaking. Um, so I had trust in him yep. to start with. Then uh, the, the, the next thing that really attracted me was the language, which was dense, almost like Shakespeare, um, but in that real noir vibe. Yep. And it felt, it felt kind of like a play. And I've done a lot of theater in my career, you know? Yeah. And then uh, the last thing about it was that I feel like we're half a step away from this world already. You know? <laughs> you, you're a master of just segueing into, into questions that I have here, which is, which is fantastic. Um, take yeah, a, take a step back and talk about the play aspect too. Cause I, I love the three people in a room, four people in a room. Uh, there's obviously, uh, more shots overlaid of, 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 you know, what's kind of happening in the outside world. But I also got that feeling. I felt like this was, I could be watching this in a New York, you know, New York city stage somewhere. Totally. It, 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 it's, um, there's a couple things about it that were, that were, that were really interesting. Cause a lot of times, you know, you're telling stories visually in film, especially with mm-hmm. science fiction film and, you know, our budget wasn't grand. So right. Chris devised a way to, I think, put you in that world in a really smart way, but it, it there's a lot of dialogue and yeah. what he does that a lot of filmmakers don't do um, sometimes because it would hurt a film and sometimes just because they're afraid to yep. is he gives actors this opportunity to sit in these scenes and to really work their way through it. So it was it learning a film that feels like a play in the amount yep. of time, you know, there's no rehearsal process or very little. Yep. Um, and so that was a challenge. And, but when we got into it, uh, much like a play, you start at the beginning and you pretty much go all the way through to the end, which is mainly how we were able to shoot it. Cause like you said, we're in this sort of locked room. Yeah. So we shot mainly in sequence other mm-hmm. than the outside stuff. And the set, which was designed by Eric Thorne was 360 degrees. So okay. if the camera was here, wow. I had an entire world and people to work off of that I don't in my memory, mm-hmm. I think back to shooting the film, I don't really see where the camera was at times. I really can see the different pieces of this set. So it it had that kind of beginning to end kind of feeling that you really got to live in. So it was it was, it was fun. Yeah. It's very physically intensive too, even though it, <laughs> what's the what's the word? Like a stationary physical intensity to it um talk about yeah. that and just talk about you know how you how you uh how you kind of lived in this world fit you know in, in the physical you know kind of toll um this this particular uh role gave you well it's funny because like i said i did a film with chris before and this is now we're now two for two in mm-hmm. these films where i am being relentlessly tortured and <laughs> yeah. And Chris likes to say it's because he knows that i'm an actor who can sort of give truth to that which i yeah. appreciate I think that Chris secretly has some kind of weird resentment for me and he wants to just kind of watch me <laughs> and heat up. 
just on a weird side note, when I grew up in Queens, New York, and my brother is like a real New York tough guy. Right? Gotcha. Like one of those guys. We watched the film together when it was released on Friday, last Friday, and yep. um, he laughed hysterically every single time I got tortured. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, there, it, the film feels like a pressure cooker because yeah. – it starts with an intensity and it starts in a way that tells an audience, you don't really need to know what's going on. You yeah. might figure out later on, you're in the middle of an interrogation. And then I had to get tortured. Yeah. So, you know, I like, I believe in physical work, comedy or drama in the sort of vein of like Chevy Chase. And Chevy mm-hmm. Chase when he used to do all those pratfalls back in the 70s on Saturday Night Live, used to say, if you don't get hurt a little, it's not going to be funny. So... <laughs> There was an element of, you know, I was an athlete when I was in college. There was an element of, no, 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 it hit me. It yeah. Pulled me, you know, so we were, it was intense and it created this emotional experience for me because a lot of yeah. times in between setups, I stayed cuffed and locked yeah. because there wasn't time to, to really resettle that. So I started to feel trapped. Yeah. And, um, and we were shooting 12 hour days and, yeah. And so people would have to like, yeah, and, that, and by people, I mean, very small crew or the, sure. the crass, like bring me a water mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, <laughs> uh, because I couldn't really move. Yeah. And, and it was kind of method acty, yeah. you know, in that regard that I was really rooted in it. Um, so where we didn't have rehearsal pro- process, like you would in a play, I had this constant state of living in that world. And, uh, and Nicole De Silva, who plays Francesca, uh-huh. she, she's amongst my closest friends on the planet. And so I gave her carte blanche when she was behind me and we were shooting to do whatever yeah. she wanted to do. And I lived with a real intensity of this woman might slap me at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> I live with that every day. Now, uh, <laughs> so for, for it, this, sh- the film was shot uh, pre-COVID, but it mm. felt it felt very much like that, that feeling of claustrophobia. Um, I like yeah. that. It's obviously, you know, again, I, I point out that it's shot pre COVID. So it's not as if you had the intention of doing it, but it felt very right for the moment that it's being released now. And it's, and it's, and, and even though we're kind of almost, we're hoping hopefully getting over the hump, it's still, it brought yeah. us, it brought me anyway, watching it into this, like, wow, this is, this is what I've been feeling for a year. Um, I know. Isn't that wild? So, you know, yeah. I, I, I had the same experience when I watched the film yeah. and, and, and there's this other element of it too, which is that you've got this tangle, right? Which is the name of this sort of super internet mm-hmm. that we're all connected to. And these micro drone nanobots like yeah. a virus that are in your blood and in the air. And that felt like COVID too. Yeah. And this feeling of not being able to escape. Yeah. It, it gave me uh, some PTSD. I, I very early on before there were tests for COVID, I had COVID. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and got sick. Didn't, didn't have to be hospitalized, but it wasn't the best, you know? Right. And then eventually I got tested and we found out that that was what I had had. And it brought back like a PTSD feeling of sure. I'm surrounded by this. I can't get away and it's never going to end. Yeah. So uh, that to me is just a little bit of like kismet in the universe saying, yeah, this is the time for this film to come out. Yeah, it, it was it was very, you know, again, I, I, luckily I have not had COVID. 
Um, but obviously we're all living in this COVID world. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is almost, and, and to the point, it almost feels like it, but almost to the point also where you mentioned the nanobots and you manage this internet we're all connected to. So for anybody uh, unaware, there's swarms of micro drones, which you mentioned, they fill the air, the water, your blood. Uh, it's impossible to keep a secret anywhere uh, except yeah. for in an SOL, which is a secure on tangled line. Um, you mentioned it earlier when we first started the interview as well. I mean, it's almost, we're getting kind of close and to this existence and COVID has kind of hastened this, this, you know, we're all glued to our phones and we're all connected, mm-hmm. you know, virtually and digitally. Um, how scary is that a prospect to you? Or is this, is this scary prospect? You know, what do you feel about that kind of, you know, how we've kind of accelerated uh, into this more digital world? Well, it's interesting because I think that the idea behind it, I remember the first time I was on, I think, I think the first one of the social medias I ever was on was Friendster and then MySpace, <laughs> yes, yeah, space, yeah. right? And at first I thought, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I'm reconnecting with people I, ha- I haven't seen since elementary school and, yeah. oh, what a great thing. I think we're, we're already seeing the, the dark side of this, which exists in this like here in America and the divide we have politically, because my whole life, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood in Queens that was far more conservative than it was liberal, which is unusual for New York city. Mm -hmm. And, and I personally, I'm sort of on the more liberal side, but I would have conversations with people growing up where we could talk about things and nobody was calling you a a sheep or a troll or, Mm -hmm. or insert, you know, curse word here kind of moment. And now We've we're we're straying away from real communication, and yep. I know for myself, you know, every Sunday my iPhone tells me here's your daily average, and in the middle of COVID, my daily average for wow. a week or two was seven hours on my phone, wow. and I freaked out. So I started putting limits on apps. Mm-hmm. I started making a rule that I wouldn't look at my phone till eight in the morning, and I would stop looking at it at ten at night. Yeah. And I pared that down to four hours a day. Okay. And, and that still seems like a lot. I mean, I sleep eight yeah. hours. I'm four hours on the, on the phone, which means half my day I have to me and half and, and, you know, what is that? One sixth of the day I'm giving to this screen. Yeah. And I think it's terrifying, you know, in the tangle, there's this idea that that there's some people think of it as a utopia because if, right. if I got into a fight and I tried to grab you and choke you, these nanobots would physically stop my hands from the violence. And I would love a world with no violence and no war who mm-hmm. wouldn't, but one in which I don't have full free reign of my human emotions yeah, is scary to me. I mean, I already find it scary that we could have a conversation and we could talk about the Yankees and I'll yeah. open up my Instagram and there'll be an ad for a Yankee hat. Yeah. Yeah, Which no, I, yeah. I, I think it's also generational too because I, I the I, mm-hmm. I was talking to someone uh, ironically on Twitter about this and mm-hmm. we were you know we were talking about this and the idea that the generations growing up are growing up with this yeah. and it's different for 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 guys like us uh, you know who kind of came of age during it versus oh. you know it's part of I mean I have a you know five year old and he's got his tablet time and he can. He's like, well, I opened this up and I did this and I did this and I did this. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, and it's so for them, it's, it's more just part of their lifestyle. And that, you know, that makes it even more scary, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I don't have any kids yet, uh, but I have a number of kids in my life and 
sort of godfather to some, and I watch the effects of this on them. Yeah. I watch, I watch the effects it has on, on young girls and the sort of hypersexualization of things. Yeah. And I work and I worry, you know, I see the, the challenges to, to everything. I mean, the, I mean, it was pressure enough to go to elementary school and hope you got picked to play kickball. <laughs> no, I know. You know? I know. Now they're worried about how many likes they get on something they post. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, I worry about that in a weird way. I mean, I've tried to give that up and put it down, but you and I have a childhood where we went out and played. That's what yeah. we did. Yeah. You know? So I, I'm sure for you as a parent, it's a challenge to try and, yeah. to try and balance that. Luckily, we're not even we're not even close to that yet, but I, I definitely have concerns. All right, we've talked serious. Let's talk fun. Uh, you have an, an incredible resume of, uh, of of TV and movie appearances, um, including Castle. You've been on Private Practice, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, which one stands out the most to you as the most fun experience uh, that you were a part of? Wow, um, that's an interesting question. I mean. I'm going to leave aside the things like the Pacific and one dollar and and the night of where I sort of was like a, a major piece of that story. There is a guest star I did on a show called Harry's Law that starred uh, um, uh, Kathy. Why can't I think of her name right now? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I've had a long day, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> she's a Tony winner. And uh, anyway, uh, on Harry's Law. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird kind of fun that I'm going to yeah. bring up. This is my fun as an actor. So one of my dearest friends is gay. And years ago, before gay marriage was legal, mm-hmm. his partner of many years got deported back to Amsterdam. Okay. And he had to make a decision. Do I break up this multi-year you know, monogamous relationship? Or do I move and leave my friends and family behind? And he moved. And wow. he's been living in Amsterdam since. The end of the story is great. They're kind of like millionaires now <laughs> off, of, off of him baking cupcakes and banana wow. bread and things that don't really exist in Europe. But on this episode, my character, my brother and I got into a car accident. He needed a blood transfusion and I offered to give blood. Most people don't know this, but in the United States since the 80s, it is illegal for gay men to donate blood. Right. And so they wouldn't take my blood. We were the same blood type in the episode. And I had this courtroom speech that mm-hmm. only David E. Kelly or someone like him could write that was a impassioned gay rights speech. Yeah. Uh, and I remember when I got the role, I thought, if I don't do this justice, my buddy who's, been de- who's moved will kill me. He, <laughs> I have an opportunity to present what his life has been like. Yeah. And... It, it seemed to go really well. I got some emails from, you know, men around the country saying, I don't know if you're gay or straight. I don't really care. I mm-hmm. watched your performance and you told my story and, and it was really moving to me. That's great. So it felt important. You know what I mean? Most fun. Yeah. Is, is going to be Castle. Yeah. Because uh, John Huerta, Seamus Devers and Nathan Fillion, who were, who most of my scenes were with are a group of goofballs. They are <laughs> fun and funny. And I knew John from, from before because he was in Generation Kill. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bates, by the way, it was Kathy Bates. I can't believe I couldn't remember Kathy Bates' name was. <laughs> and, uh, and, and John Wert on my first day came up to me. He was like, hey, remember, man, we, we play with comedy here. So you can, you can play. So I sort of had an inside mm-hmm. person giving me freedom. 
And then Nathan, if I was doing a little something, like I was once yeah, yeah. taking notes and he said, I, I see what you're doing. He's like, that's funny. He's like, can I, can I join in? And I uh-huh. was like, yeah, let's do this. And we would have these little bits. And after every take or every setup, all of us would talk because they did this with each other and they let yeah. me on it. They give each other notes. That's so great. nobody, there was no ego. It was just, how do we make this the best and the funniest? So I got to do stuff on mm-hmm. that show that people only let me do on stage, which is be funny. On That's stage, amazing. I do it all the time. Yeah, it was, it, and I'm telling you, those guys are everything you want them to be. They're funny, they're playful, they're good guys. It was great. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, it's great to it's great to have you on. It was great to to talk more about the tangle. It was great to talk. Uh, we'll have to have you on again and, and dive even deeper. Where can folks uh, watch the tangle and uh, and what comes next for you? Okay, so you can watch tangle at Amazon. Um, and we just heard that on April sixth, the, mm-hmm. uh, the tangle will be released on Amazon Prime, which right. for a, which for a small film means we're doing well and that people are liking it. Yeah. So, that that's pretty exciting. I think that'll be open more people. You can follow me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Joshua Bitton, B I T T O N. And next up, uh, I go to Oklahoma at the end of April for a month to shoot a, a film called Heartland Cartel, written by Brandon Smith. That is about uh, a couple former uh, Army Rangers, um, you know, now out of work. Uh, you know out of the military and they get embroiled with the drug cartels as kind of drug mules. And it's an intense ride. I got to shoot some of it. Sounds like a comedy. Yeah. (laughs) It's hilarious. I do a lot of those. I'm sure you (laughs) Joshua Baton, thank you so much for joining us on the rogue wave podcast. love it i love it that is our show for the night uh thank you guys so much for joining us next week we're gonna dive even further into falcon and winter soldier because we'll have two episodes out to which i can be complaining about black widow gets pushed back uh keanu reeves is netflix uh netflix picks up keanu reeves berserker comic we've got so much to talk about next week and of course the final four in our march movie madness featuring steve hovecki creator of mcbride and groom which uh, you can get on kickstarter via rogue matter right now we will see you guys oh sorry starting monday we will see you guys next week Rogue Wave.